3.30 a.m. and about to start my day and get my hygiene and stuff situated. And um, this is Thursday, so my shift starts at 5 a.m. So normally I wake at 3.30 and I'm out the door normally around 4, 4.15. Cause I have like a 30-minute drive and I like to, you know, stop and get my coffee and things, stuff of that nature. So this is how my day really begins. So, and I'll shower and then I'll say my prayers and I'll have a little daily meditation for men that I read and, and I'll be out the door momentarily. That new push to keep shoppers from going inside grocery stores with thousands of essential workers getting sick. Even with customers wearing masks, one-way aisles, limited hours, and plastic shields, the union representing grocery store workers says 85% of its members report customers are not social distancing. This, as New York Governor Andrew Cuomo proposes hazard pay for those on the front lines, saying 41% of them are people of color. Grocery store workers all of a sudden have been thrust on the front line of a global pandemic. And um, with that said, I mean, you go from being just an everyday hardworking guy, get up in the morning, take a shower, say my prayers and put on a happy face and go to work. So now every day I'm faced with the situation where it's now, um, you know, basically I'm putting my life on the line every day. My name is Jeffrey Reed. I'm 54 years old. I work for Giant Food Incorporated in Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm in the meat department, and I'm also a shop steward for the local 400 union. This is my diary. This is my story. I'm a military brat. I'm put it like that. My father, you know what I mean? He, he, he did 25 years in the military, and, you know, he served two terms in Vietnam. And I've lived, basically, I've lived all over. I spent my formative, formative years in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, I've been in Washington, D.C. area since 1985. People aren't talking about how much money they saved buying giant brand chicken. They're not talking because they're eating. Oh, Hello. At Giant, it's the little things that make mealtime easy. I started out in seafood, and I didn't know anything about seafood. And I said, okay, this is where they had me at. I was part-time. And so a guy happened, was like, man, you know what? You would be a great seafood manager because he had been doing it for so long. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad you think that. Transferred me to another store, and I was a seafood manager. And once I got, I was at that store. The girl that was the shop steward there, she was like, hey, I need, you know what I mean? You, you, I think you would be good. You know, I need another shop steward. And I'm like, cool, man. I, I, I would like to do that as well because I'm all about people being treated fair. You know, anytime, you know, I see anybody, a new member or a new person in the store, you know, I mean, I introduce myself to them and let them know that I am the shop steward. If they're having any questions, concerns, you know, about pay or if they feel they've been, you know, mistreated or they're not being treated fairly or make sure the integrity of our contract is being upheld. I'm pleased to announce today, after five, almost six and a half days of almost continual negotiations between the leadership teams of Local 27 and Local 400 and the leadership teams with Giant Food, that about 10 o'clock last night, we reached a tentative agreement with Giant <laughs> The last photo I have before the world changed, before this 
Global pandemic took us all by storm, and we were going through contract negotiations. We just ratified our contract March the 5th, and so we went through like uh, maybe six months or so of, you know, grueling contract negotiations going back and forth. We didn't know if we were going to have to have a strike. We were having rallies at different stores. We were trying to get the members to turn out. So this particular picture that I have is me speaking at a rally. been like almost two years now transferred to the meat department and it's a lot better doesn't you know the smell is not you know so bad and um I kind of like learn now I'm learning you know the different cuts and things and stuff of meat like that this store been here for a long 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 time my mom used to shop here it's like a little meeting place for the community to meet like I come here and I might see oh I know your mom and we might get to talk whatever for the most part, grocery stores are in communities. And, you know, I know these customers, you know what I mean? Like I said, I've been in my particular store for 10 years. So, you know, I know grandmothers, I know parents, I know kids. You see somebody and, you, you know, hey, man, I'm glad y'all have this or whatever, man. Thank you so much for coming. And at the end of the day, you feel good about that. That's what keeps me going and, and keeps me motivated. The, the fact that I'm able to put a smile on somebody's face in the midst of all this pandemonium and chaos then you know what I mean I'll, let me be the rainbow in your day okay it's time for morning essentials and usually this is gonna this consists of like a thousand milligrams of emergency try to keep my immune system strong and healthy intact before I go out here and confront this. And when I come in this afternoon, I'll, I'll re repeat this process and normally I'll also drink some alkaline water, which is essentially just cut up some lemon and put it in some boiling hot water. So I'm going to consume this and I'm going to send my prayers up and be ready to go out the door. Or speak to the earth and it will teach you, or let the fish in the sea inform you. That's Job chapter 12, verse 7. I don't leave out without praying. You know what I mean? If I'm due, I'm going to run back in the house. I'm going to say my prayers before I go out that door. Now, that's me. That helps me get through a day. And I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I'm not praying, asking God for anything. I'm thanking him for waking me up and, and blessing me with another day and giving me the strength to, to get out of bed and go to work and for blessing me with having a job. That, and that's what works for me. You speak to me through your creation. Fill my heart with all of your glory, creativity, and power, I ask. I have arrived at work and on my way up and I come at five because the mad dash will start at six o'clock. Beginning tomorrow, that first hour, that six to seven a.m. hour at all giant Martins and giant heirloom market stores will only serve customers 60 and up. Just make sure you're checking on your neighbors, everybody. 
Grocery work is hard. Don't let nobody tell you. Listen, it's hard. We work six days a week, weekends and holidays, you know, for the most part. And you're on your feet and you're on the sales floor all day. And you, you know what I mean? It's hard. And it's hard on your body. And I got aches and all kind of aches and pains. But that's just par for the course. This morning, coronavirus fears pushing people to panic buy. There's no water bottles. There's no bleach. Clorox wipes. $6.99? Really? At big box stores across the country, shelves completely empty with long lines spilling outside. One of the things that I'm noticing that just, you know, that we think certain things you're used to having is just not available now. You know, the toilet paper, eggs and water. And now this week is, you know, the meat has really, last couple of weeks, the meat has really been struggling. Demand for meat up an estimated 40%, while production of beef and pork is down at least 25%, with outbreaks sickening thousands of workers at over 100 meat processing plants nationwide. Kroger, Costco, and others announcing they'll limit fresh meat sales to two or three packages per household. I mean, usually we're used to a snow scare that might last one or two days at the most, and but now this is just... Just, I can say just the volume of business and just trying to get used to seeing the shelves empty because, you know, that's really taking some use to getting used to. You're used to seeing certain things, and now that these items are not available, then they're just like, it's a shock. At least 30 members of the nation's largest food and retail union have died because of COVID-19, and nearly 3,000 others can't go to work because they've been exposed. I spoke to one Maryland Safeway worker over the phone who said she's nervous every day to go into work. This is real for us. It may sound strange to say, but we are on the front lines every day. Stu Leonard Jr., who heads the family grocery business, is worried about the health and safety of both his employees and his customers. We're putting pieces of plexiglass up at the register. I was just talking to a co-worker of mine the other day, you know, and he's been with the company 40 years. You know, he said, man, I got, you know, I got high blood pressure. You know, I got a heart condition. And so I'm like, well, when are you going to retire? You know, and his thing is like, man, I can't afford to retire because I need the health insurance. But now he's faced with a real life question. I, you know, I mean, I have this pre all these pre-existing conditions. You know, I'm putting my life on the line every day now. And then you here well you know hey man you know i heard about a girl that died at another store and then i've heard about several people that you know tested positive at another store so now you want to you, you sit and you think man i mean i'm okay i, I know we're we, you know maryland's deemed grocery workers as essential personnel but now it's the thing that you know hey man everybody needs to get tested and i had a co-worker ask me that day man are we essential or are we sacrificial here in New York City, about 65% of our frontline workers, uh, including grocery store workers, delivery workers, and more, are black and brown. They're black and Latino, and and they're they're non-white, and they're working class, and they're being paid 10, 15 bucks an hour. They don't have health care. We can't afford to see grocery stores shutting down or workers becoming too sick to work. The other issue they want to see addressed has to do with pay. Paying workers who are homesick and hazard pay for those still coming into work. 
in terms of our pay, we're getting uh, 10% more to our hourly salary because it's a hazardous pay. So the, the company is doing that. The union is fighting for us. Like now they're trying to get these companies that we work for to give grocery workers the um, first responder status. That way we could, you know, have access to more PPE and get many people tested as possible. Just like the, they're going through it now with these meat pack, meat packing plants all over the country. You know, the unions are saying, hey, man, these people need PPE. These people need protections. I have one daughter, like I said, and that's, you know, hey, that's, that's, that's my girl. You know, that's my baby girl. You know what I mean? And she's going to always be. And she's 30 years old now. And I have two grandkids. I have a two-year-old grandson and an uh, 11-year-old granddaughter. And I love them dearly. And I'm really apprehensive about going around them now because, I mean, I, like I said, I come into contact with people so much on a daily basis. So I really haven't been interacting with them. Hello. I'm here. Hi. I FaceTime them or Zoom. We miss you. I miss you too, baby. Let me see your face. Let me see you, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, right now, I haven't really been interacting with them because out of my, you know, concerns of what I'm, I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Have you been making TikToks? Yes. Oh, yeah? Okay, I want you to make one and send it to me, okay? <laughs> Um, no, no, no. No. <laughs> make one. Make one with the but, ladies. You know, uh, hey, that's my family. Those are my those those. They, they, that's who I live for. That'll be my birthday present next week. I'm Christian Schaefer with your WMAR 2 News update. The Maryland National Guard and state police are guarding the 500,000 coronavirus tests that the state purchased from a South Korean company. Governor Hogan says right now those tests are being kept at a secret location somewhere in Maryland because he says there were concerns they might be seized by the federal government. President Trump. Good morning. Friday, May 1st. So here I am on my way to start another eight hour shift in a grocery store on the front lines of this global pandemic and happy to say I've made it through another month. So thankful for May and it's just my birthday month as a matter of fact. But as I walk into work this morning, I just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. I thank God and I'm, like I said, made it another month and I thank God that I'm working and I have a job and Although I'm getting hazardous pay and all that's appreciated, you still, it's like, you know, you still have the fear of the unknown. I don't want, you know, I don't want no part of this virus because people are still out here dying. And um, that's a fact. <laughs> 